Welcome to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. And the official podcast of ASBO International. That's right, the official podcast. And so I am here, Dr. Jack R. Mitchell, along with the esteemed John Brucato. That's right, JB. And another week, another episode. Uh, SEO Perspectives are very proud coming to you from ASBO International. And, um, you know, I'll let John tell you, this is this is always one of those episodes that gets it from, I guess, everything you do. Yeah, and John, let him know, like, really how this could really stand out for you. Yeah, today's focus is on professional development and professional learning. And we have Dr. Lynn Allen, Assistant Superintendent at PNW BOCES in New York, and Brian Freed, he's the Assistant Superintendent for Business at the Terrytown Public Schools. And both of them are really integral in putting together a regional cohort of professional learning. And we just thought it pertinent to bring them on to really articulate what they're doing and correlate their local experience in the lower Hudson region of New York and how maybe taking a regional approach to professional development is just one other you know, supplement to what we're doing yeah. as professionals in the field. So we're really excited to bring you this episode today. So tune in to our conversation with Lynn and Brian. Today on the podcast, we have two special guests. We have Dr. Lynn Allen, Assistant Superintendent at PNW BOCES for the Center of Educational Leadership, and Brian Freed, Assistant Superintendent for Business at the Public Schools of Terrytown. Lynn and Brian, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having us. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Brian. It's so glad to have you both on. I mean, this is a little bit different here. Um, We've been having so many different episodes lately. So to touch upon this area... um, and like I said, have other advocates of school and school business um, come on. You know, for us, it's, it's paramount for what we're doing, right? Um, SEO perspectives and getting a new perspective. Um, for doing for our listeners out there, though, if you can maybe just give us so they can hear before we really get into our conversation here, you know, a little bit about your background each and um, how you came to be in your current position. So I began my career in schools many moons ago. I began as a school social worker and um, I had worked previously as a clinical social worker in hospitals and emergency rooms. And when I was seeking my master's, I did my internship in an elementary school. And that's where I really fell in love, love with education, education and leadership and serve, serving students, serving families, serving communities. and. Um, as I started, um, I was the first social worker in a merged district in upstate New York. So I'm really dating myself, but no one really knew what a social worker was. And so it was my job to kind of describe and explain what it was I did. But it, it was service oriented. And as you'll see, as we're talking today, my whole career has been focused on service. And then as I, as I moved through um, my position as a school social worker, uh, my superintendent tapped me and said, hey, would you ever think about going into administration? And I said, sure, I'll, I'll do that. So I went and I got my master's in education administration. And because it was a smaller merged district, we were, we were growing quite rapidly. And I became the director of people personnel services after I had received my master's in educational leadership. And I had the pleasure of serving for about 20 years um, here wow. at OCS as a special education administrator after working in schools as PPS directors. And um, 11 of those years, 20 years at, at OCS has been as the assistant superintendent overseeing a multitude of different things, including professional learning and our Center mm-hmm. for Educational Leadership. 
And I truly embrace BOSI's mission, which is service and innovation through partnership. So once okay. again, my whole career has led me on a, a wonderful journey of serving children, families, and communities in school districts. And so um, at, at this point, what I do is I am charged with listening and, and hearing the needs of our component districts and beyond. We have 18 of them up in northern Westchester Boses, but we are nestled in the lower Hudson Valley region. So my job is to listen to what the needs are, particularly in leadership, and to serve those needs by creating programs or, or connecting or, um, or um, making sure that I hear what they are and, and even having the opportunity to work with groups to create things that they need. I hope that helps. Yeah, that's quite the trajectory, Lynn. That's, uh, that's amazing. And Brian, how about that's you? Amazing. Yeah, and as someone who has uh, known Lynn for some time, I, I would say that she's absolutely in the forefront of, of, of service to the field. Uh, so you can, you can verify everything I, she claims? I, everything that she <laughs> just said, I, I, in terms of <laughs> service, I, I got to say, it, I'm hard-pressed to think of another professional who's given uh, uh, as much to the, to the field. So it's, uh, uh, I'm pleased to be here uh, with her. So, uh, so I um, did not follow the traditional uh, um, uh, accounting um, side, uh, I, I actually started as a, uh, a math and a French teacher. Mm. I was an, a, then a, an assistant principal of a seven to 12 junior senior high school. Nice. Uh, and then we built a high, uh, a high school across the street and I became the founding principal of a seven to eight middle school, uh, excuse me, a six to eight middle school. Um, mm. uh, and we kind of, uh, just built a, a middle level program from the bottom up. Uh, so nice. Um, we had a, uh, a longtime business official at the time who decided that he was going to retire and he gave the superintendent only the requisite 30 days notice. Mm. So uh, one if afternoon, you the superintendent <laughs> says, uh, you know, I'd like you to meet with me on Saturday morning and have a conversation with me, uh, uh, meet with me for breakfast. So we went to breakfast and he said, listen, I really think that you, can, you should consider a, uh, a promotion uh, to central office um, and and work as the uh, as then it was the uh, business administrator, um, and wow. uh, that was over twelve years ago, and 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 here I am. So I'm living proof that uh, you have no idea what your trajectory may be. Not once did I ever think that I would be an assistant superintendent uh, for business when I was a, a a math and a French teacher. Wow. 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 And so we brought both of you on because you share a similar interest and passion for professional development. And that's really the theme of today's episode. So, um, Brian, you know, maybe you can kick us off. Why do you feel that professional development is so critically important uh, just for in, the, in your profession in general? And then why specifically for school business officials? Yeah. So I'd say next in education, next to hiring Planning professional development is really the most, one of the most important things we can do as educators. And if you think about it just in terms of the evolution of practice, if we're not evolving our practice and we continue to do things the way that they've always been done, then we're really not evolving as professionals. Uh, and, and that's too, uh, clearly to our, our kids' detriment. So um, professional development, uh, very important. And important for us to keep that in mind as we're doing our own budgeting. Um, and, and making sure that those professional development dollars aren't lost. Hmm. Well said. It makes sense. 
So I think professional development or professional learning, as we call it here at BOCES, through the lens of two of our core values. Um, when I began just giving you my background, I talked about BOCES' mission, service and innovation through partnership. Two of our core values really resonate when you ask that question. The first is creating pathways to success for every student. So whether you're a traditionally aged student or an adult student, we want to make sure that we're creating these pathways to success. The other is embracing our culture of excellence. So anything we do in terms of professional development or learning must be at the highest quality. And we work very hard to achieve that. And when we say every student, we mean, we mean whether you're an educator or a support staff, um, a support staff person or a PPS professional or a leader. We want to make sure that we have something for everyone, that they feel that they belong here at BOCES, they're valued and they're appreciated. And one thing that we have shined a bright light on over the past few years with the help of our, our school business leaders in our region is making sure that we are providing professional development or learning for school business leaders. And they're critically important to our schools. They provide all kinds of services to ensure that our schools run smoothly and they function as they should in so many different ways. So we are very excited to be connected to school business leaders in our region as well as organizations like ASBO of New York and NIBEST and many others who support school business leaders. So once again, we want to make sure that our, our school business officials and leaders in our region know that they are very important to our BOCES and that their professional learning is top of our list. Very good. Very good. Thanks, Lynn. You know, and I'll throw it right back to you, Lynn, and then maybe Brian, if you're going to chime in as well. But you know, you've been around, like you said, both season 11 years in this capacity and probably that another nine years plus. Um, in your professional opinion, what types of professional development seems to be the most effective, especially, I guess, as it relates to school business officials? Or maybe you want to elaborate further than that because you mentioned, you know, ultimately bringing things to the forefront for our students. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I think... That professional learning that is of the, the highest quality or has the seal of is relevant, timely. And what we found is in-person professional learning seems to be mm. the magic combination. Yeah. And when yep. you think about you know, those aspects of professional learning, the other thing that we think about is when you have a practitioner, somebody who is steeped in the field, like you, John, Jack, Brian, and somebody who may have a particular area of expertise, bringing the practitioner and the expert together is also a magic combination. And okay. you know, once you bring people together, you want to, to make sure that they get the information they came for, but also allowing them time to unpack it and to talk about it together and maybe even identify a next step or an action plan to follow. Certainly. Okay. Um, Brian, anything from your end? I know I know you I've seen you at many of our, our conferences and <laughs> And workshops. You have. Um, but I don't know. I, mean, I remember seeing you actually when I first came in, I, and I probably looked up to you as well. Like anybody who came in, I didn't know. I was like, okay, great. I got to follow, see what they're doing, you know, and emulate what I can. I appreciate but, uh, that very much. Um, and, and for anybody who's ever seen us physically, we know that you have not looked up to me, <laughs> but I appreciate <laughs> the sentiment nonetheless. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Uh, you know, just in general, I'd say for us uh, business officials, it's it's often very hard to get out of the office to engage in, in uh, professional learning, uh, but it's True. essential. And the value, yeah. even of informal conversations with colleagues, just can't be overestimated. 
but we know uh, what's true for, for kids is also true for adults. And, and that's that learning happens in social atmospheres. Uh, so uh, I would say that type of uh, social learning is, is, is uh, important for us as a field as well. Great, great. Thank you. So, you know, this leads me to my next question because both of you are part of a very interesting regional cohort in the lower Hudson region of New York. Um, you know, we've been talking about professional development, but, you know, both of you have taken it a step further with kind of a somewhat recent venture, your Regional Institute of School Business Leadership. Can you explain to our listeners what that is and just why it's so powerful to have just a regionally focused professional development? You know, we as school business officials deal with many issues that can be translatable across the state, across the nation. But why is that regional component so important? Well, I'm very proud to support a group of highly admired and respected school business officials who are committed to providing this high-quality professional learning to their colleagues. And one of the committee's flagship offerings is the Regional Institute for School Business Leaders. And it was launched in, in 2018. That was our first annual. And actually, one of my colleagues, Joy Mike, who was our assistant director of um, business affairs, helped to create that with a group of, of, of a number of other committee members. And um, it, was, it was an opportunity for those in our region to gather together and learn together. And there are some similar issues or topics or themes that maybe um, were more, more um, dedicated to this group than maybe a statewide group. So that was kind of the brainchild back then. The pandemic, of course, sidelined us. But we are back stronger than ever with new committee members, and we are planning, as you said, John, our second annual Regional Institute for School Business Leaders, and that's coming up on April 28th. And registration is already open for, for that institute, and we're very excited about it and looking forward nice. to serve um, those in our region, although our doors are open to anybody who would like to participate. And I did but officially I register the other day, too, so I'll be there. <laughs> Well, well, thank you, John, and you are one of our esteemed committee members along with Brian. And Jack, we hope you're able to join us because it is something that uh, the committee oh. works works every it's month. Open. It's open to Nassau County? Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you in. Come on up. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you, you know, I used to be in Lower Hutt. I love Lower Hutt, you know, Austin time. So, um, okay. It's great. great. It's great to hear. It's good to hear. Yes. Yeah, and so, Brian, what is your take? I mean, you know, can you speak to us kind of your involvement in the RS, RISBL and just how that's kind of really formulated? Sure. Uh, so I was actually an attendee at the first iteration of the Regional Institute a, a, a few mm. years ago. Uh, and when I was asked to be part of the planning committee uh, after having attended, I was happy to join. It was a valuable event. Uh, it, was, it was really well planned. Um, and, and it was actually, uh, there were many attendees. It was really uh, impressive, the, uh, the variety of sessions uh, at the time. And, you know, ASBO of New York does a really admirable job of providing professional development for us, um, and and this is also an important and uh, an important local endeavor. Great, great, absolutely. And I think you know one of the things that we take great pride in at our BOCES is bringing our our colleagues together. And while the statewide groups like ASBO, um, our hat is off to them. They are magnificent in the professional learning and services they provide. But when you have a smaller regional unit. We, we go to great lengths to ensure that they're cared for and that we're meeting their specific needs. We customize it just for them. And we do have relationships among and between us. And sometimes if there are opportunities to ask questions or to share, 
people might be a little more open to doing that in their own backyard, so to speak. That's great. You know, it's interesting you said that, Lynn, because I actually was going to ask if um, you saw or even Brian saw a difference in, in regional PD, you know, like the you know Institute, um, the RSBL, as, as we just spoke upon, uh, versus ASBO or industry-wide or ASBO National Professional Development. I guess maybe if you could just tell me in your opinion uh, what you feel are some of the similarities and, and differences, and I guess what might make... Um, and maybe a certain situation uh, more advantageous than the other? So uh, I would say that both types of uh, professional development are, are valuable. And industry-wide PD is, uh, is great for those bigger issues that affect everybody, you know, like uh, education stimulus funding or mm-hmm. implementation of new GASB statements. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, kind of those micro, uh, those macro issues, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but True. That the collaboration and learning with local colleagues is also critically important. It, you know, it, it presents an opportunity for, for synergy and sharing of best practices, even within the region, uh, and, and just to be able to have uh, local colleagues in order to be able to uh, bounce ideas off of. And um, it, it's, it's, it's just helpful. I would agree Thank with you. you, Brian. I think it's, it's so important. There's, there is definitely a place for both. And it's wonderful when we are able to connect with our statewide, statewide organizations, in this case, ASBO of New York, because there is, there is absolutely no competition. We support them. We completely want to make sure that they see us as partners. But there are these kind of regional pockets that while they may have um, certain topics or needs, um, when we can join together and support each other, I think that's where the win-win comes in. Great, great. Very well said. And, you know, wrapping up here, we always give our guests an opportunity to kind of part with a piece of advice for our listenership. So, you know, our listeners are a pretty good cross-section of the industry. Some some are brand new to the profession. We've had business officials that on the podcast that are four months into the job. And, you know, we've had people kind of wrapping up their career of 20, 30 oh, yeah. years. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe Lynn, if you could start, what what kind of advice could you give to our listenership here at SBO Perspectives? Well, thank you um, for, for this opportunity. I think, you know, one of the greatest priorities of all educators and leaders is to ensure that students learn to high levels. And one of the very best ways that we can achieve this critically important mission is to prioritize our own learning. And whether, again, as I've said, you know, repeatedly in this podcast, you're an educator, you're a support staff member, you're a PPS professional, a leader, specifically a school business leader, investing in your own learning, growth and development is one of the greatest keys to success for all. And regardless of how long you've served in in, uh, in the role in this space of school business official, you can always learn something new and always have something to offer colleagues, whether it be knowledge, strategies, support, or believe the that's a great answer. You can always learn something new. I can't yeah. agree with that more. For sure. And I guess I would say, in addition to what Lynn shared, you know, it's often easy to get bogged down in the tasks of the everyday, whether it's mm-hmm. payroll or accounts payable or auditing or RFP creation. But we should really never underestimate the positive impact we truly do have on teaching and learning. Sometimes we have the ability to make things happen for kids in ways that others just couldn't pull off. So I'd say that my advice is this, uh, get out of the office, go to events, get into classrooms, see kids and staff and let kids and staff see you seeing that 
Uh, it adds another perspective to our jobs, and they so appreciate it. It refocuses our work. Uh, and uh, when we refocus our why in this way, it's, it's, just, uh, it's no longer about paperwork and compliance. It's just easier to keep going. Yeah, well said. Well, Lynn, Brian, thank you both for your time today. And, you know, good luck with the, with the Institute in the spring. Um, I'm I'm really excited to be an attendee and and to have been part of the planning process. So uh, again, thank you both for your time today and and really your sage words on on professional development. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Good to be here. And thanks for what what you folks add to the field as well. Thank you again for tuning in to SBO Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed our episode and our conversation today. Professional development, obviously, is a huge piece of the work that we do. And I think, as Brian said, make sure to just get out of your office, get into classrooms, go to events, go to conferences, and just really get involved. Yeah, I don't think there's ever a limit to learning, John. No. You know what I mean? That is like not necessarily go to college and get another degree. But with your profession, this is our craft, right? Right. Like, we have to make sure that we're always on top of, like, what's new. Uh, Brian alludes to some of the macro things, right? And then also some of the, the, the things surrounding your area that are pertinent to your district because you all want your district to function well, you want to be successful. Um, and so uh, this, I, I really think this could be a model, too, if other districts um, upstate, right, can think more about the regional aspect. Right. professional development right um, and I, I like that I guess I'm on a hook now too I gotta go <laughs> I know you, you better show up man to, and get your registration the regional, the regional institute um, I like that too because we don't have that out here maybe we'll do that you know Long Island so um, this yeah, is a really yeah. great episode um, to really address that so I appreciate us um, putting these folks on and having you know it's together so yeah good stuff good stuff man. it's holiday season I mean you know what I know new year right when behind us off, you know when you're off you can reflect more too right Exactly. And this is the best time exactly. to really hone in on your skill set. And um, professional development, you get it. You could sometimes, you know, you could get these big manuals and stuff like that, you know, and get a presentation. Right. Yeah. But there's nothing like getting together with your peers and, and yeah. really reflecting and learning together. And, you know, now's the time that we're gearing back up. We're, you know, budget season is well underway and spring's yeah. right in front of us. So we, we have a lot of work to do. Ready to rock and roll. So with that, we're rolling. We're rolling as we get through December, believe it or not. Um, going into January soon so uh, we thank you all for listening we appreciate you and uh, you know if you have any questions you can hit us in our inbox um, info at spillperspectives.com and hey we're just happy to have you yeah thanks everyone we'll see you next week